Hey, Corner Office listeners, you can find us on all streaming platforms such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to check out our Instagram at the Corner Office Pod. Now, enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Corner Office. We're here for you on National Thursday. Um, unfortunately, due to some some illness circumstances, I was not able to, to rally to get an episode out for you guys on Tuesday. Um, so us in the corner have decided that today we're going to do a double up. A little bit of a double up. We're going to talk about both sides of the fence that we that we normally touch on, which is that being the NBA and the NFL. And, uh, you know, we're excited to be back. Oh, yeah, we are. And we're finally done with classes. I know that last time we really just complained about how hungry and tired we were the whole episode. So we're not going yeah. to do that today. We're actually going to talk yeah. about sports, which is yeah. our job. I'm home, which is great. Um, but if you do hear my voice sounding a little bit different or maybe a distant cough, just know that it's not intentional. Um, I'm just recovering from some flu-like symptoms, which uh, we're going to keep under wraps. Dude, I don't get home for another week. I know. That's crazy. I go back to school in like a week. That's even more ridiculous. Actually, two. I, I get like a full uh, 13 days. I'm 13 days and I'm back. Wow, that's crazy. Part part of being an NCAA athlete, though, that's kind of what you signed yeah. up for, no? Yeah, part of part of being, uh, you know, a little different, a little All different. Right. All right, calming down, buddy. All right, all right. Let's let's. You want to talk some ball? Yeah, let's jump right into our <laughs> our ball talk. Our ball talk. <laughs> okay. And of course, we're talking today about basketball, which is what we're going to start with. So, I would say the last couple of days have been very hectic in the NBA sphere. And I think this since the last time we recorded the in-season tournament final happened. Yeah, we haven't talked about that, but I, I mean, like, I do think that right now everyone's just kind of losing their minds, which, you know, makes for fun viewing. But, like, it's certainly certainly interesting to watch. Um, but let's, let's touch on the in-season tournament final first. Um, look as someone who wasn't like a big proponent of the in-season tournament coming into the season, you know, what it did for the NBA this year, I mean, it got a ton of viewership. It was the most viewed in-season, regular season games um, in NBA history aside from the Christmas games, which I think is pretty amazing. I think, um, that's, I think that's pretty cool. I think yeah. that speaks volume. Yeah. And I honestly think that I came fully around on it. As someone who wasn't a big fan of it in the beginning, because I didn't really understand how it was going to be set up um, or like what what the system was going to look like, I think Adam Silver cooked with this one. You know, I mean, I th- I would have wished that the Lakers would not have won it because, I mean, I think a small market team final would have been a lot of fun to watch. That being said, the playoff atmosphere for a one game series is something that is missing in the NBA, like across the league. And it's something that you get 
with college basketball that people really like about it. So I think that they kind of executed that flawlessly. I will say the structure of the tournament, I agree, is done very well. I, I think that the only thing, and I mean truly the only thing that I would add on to next season is give the teams some form of implication, whether that be playoff implication or guaranteed tiebreaker or something like that that they're playing for that's more than just monetary. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. But I um, like the competitiveness. Um, I like like the nature of the games. I liked how much hype there was around them. I like how TNT and ESPN were on site nationally broadcasting these games in the final and the semifinals. And I just like the teams that made it as far as they did. I was really satisfied with the four teams that we saw make it to the semifinals because it wasn't all necessarily teams that we might see making it that far if it were a seven-game series format like the playoffs are. Right. Right. No, I definitely agree. And I think that it led to some um, some very competitive games. It led to some games with really high stakes. And, you know, 500 grand is a lot of money for any player, you know. So I think that, like, everybody's everybody was, was looking forward to playing in this tournament. And I think it's going to stay around for, for time to come. And I, and I hope it does. I was really actually entertained by it. At first, I was like, why are they getting the championship out of the way in December? No one across the board in any other sport plays their championship. Even for a domestic cup in December, they normally push it off until later. But I actually really liked it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I, I think I liked the fact that it was early um, because it also like allowed for there to be more of a viewer base than if they waited towards the end of the season when, you know, there's playoff football going on and stuff like that. Like, I think that they slotted it into a time period where all the eyes could be on the in-season tournament, you know, instead of like a lot of other things going on. Yeah, and also um, I will say like there was the, up up to that point this season – I wasn't necessarily like, oh yeah, I'm so excited to watch this game between the Grizzlies and the Suns on a, you know, Tuesday night or whatever. Like, I just wasn't really enjoying like the entire NBA this season as much as I had in years past. Yeah. And after watching that, I was like, all right, there is still intensity there. All the questions that I had were answered. Now let's move into the final stretch of the season. Even though we're only a quarter of the way through, I don't mean the final stretch, but we're starting to get into that regular season momentum. Where I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to watch these two teams play. I agree. I agree. I think I think it was a massive success. Um, another another pointer to Adam Silver being a fantastic commissioner, and you know, kudos to him. Um, but right now, it seems like post in season tournament NBA is kind of uh, it's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess. There's a lot going. <laughs> it's a mess, on. but it's an it's an entertaining mess. It is a bit of an entertaining mess, yeah. Um, the first thing that, I mean, I think we both need to touch on is the Graymond, Dray, oh, wow, Graymond? Draymond Green incidents that have been occurring. Um, he got his third ejection of the season a, a couple of nights ago by just sucker punching Yusuf Nurkic in the face for really no apparent reason. Um, and right now the NBA is looking to suspend him indefinitely. They Do you think have, that's a fair? Actually, they, they already yeah. have. They already have. So do you think that's a fair punishment or do you think that they should have, you know, gave him a, a more realistic suspension? Well, you see, I'm a little bit torn here because I think that, I think that this, at this point, people are tired of seeing this happen. 
People are tired of seeing him get slapped with the four game penalty and then come right back and do the same thing. And I think that the NBA has noticed that. And I think that the NBA are trying to send a message to Draymond as well as other players that they're not going to sit there and just take the same cycle over and over again. And I'm glad that they're doing something different. I watched Joe Dumars speak on ESPN's first take this morning. Yeah. And he said that they're talking with Draymond Green later today about what that punishment means. Mm-hmm. But that it's not really like a, you do this by this time and you'll get back. It's like a, he's going to step away, take what he, the time that he needs in order for this to just not happen in the future. Right. Which may be a significant amount of time. And then once he makes progress and makes steps towards bettering himself for the good of the NBA and the Warriors, I think that they're going to let him back in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good I think that's a good point. And I think that um I think that him stepping away and taking some time is a good thing. You know, I mean, clearly like there is some sort of mental issue that he's going through right now and hopefully, you know, we can see him overcome that. Um I mean, the Warriors downfall, I mean, it's not something that you know, I'm over here upset about, right? Like I'm never I've never been a Golden State Warriors fan. I've never really been a big supporter of them even though I respect the way that they've changed the game. Um, But all that being said, like, you know, you hope a guy like Draymond Green can get back to the, you know, to the league and be, you know, uh, like successful. Like we don't want to see any type of player go through this type of issue. Yeah. I also think that he gets a lot of hate. Um, And I guess you could say that it's, you could argue that it's deservedly so, but I disagree. I don't think that he deserves as much hate as possible. I think he's just a competitor who never had a person who's like, all right, tone it down, buddy. Like, if you watch him in college, wasn't that kind of player. When he first got in the league, he wasn't that kind of player. And then with the success came this leader who was doing what he had to in order to fire up his team in those moments, but has just not had the same effect from his antics lately. And I think that the team, as well as its players, are getting are getting into – are getting tired with it, I will say. And and look, mm. his list is starting to get long of people. Like last night on Underdog, there was a prop bet that was a, a three-legger called Draymond's Victims. And I was just like, damn, if you have a whole <laughs> list of victims, you should probably chill out a little bit. And maybe this yeah. break is good for you. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um. So, yeah, I mean, like, we'll just have to see and keep reporting on that going forward because we really don't know what that punishment is going to look like um, and, you know, what this time away from the league is going to bring to him. Hopefully good things. Hopefully good things. Hopefully. Because we love we love player Draymond. Yeah, Unless we do. play against him. We do. Hate the antics. Agreed. Agreed. Um, moving over to the Eastern Conference, though, a lot of drama – was it last night? Two nights ago? Yeah, la- last night. Last night. Um, between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Indiana Pacers. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo scores a career high and a franchise record 64 points in a single basketball game. Wants to get the game ball. Um, I don't even know what really happened. I don't really Did... know what happened either, to be honest with you. it's It seemed like... Um, it seemed as though the... The Pacers fans to, or the Pacers, um, the Pacers players took the game ball from Milwaukee to give to Oscar Tchibwe for scoring his first NBA point. I think, um, 
but they did that not on their home floor and Giannis wanted the game ball and kind of flew off the handle a little bit. Like, I don't really know how to react to this situation because obviously, you know, if you're in Giannis's shoes, I think that you want that ball. Like you just scored a franchise record in your own building. It's not like you were, you know, away or something like that, where like, I feel like you, you're entitled to the game ball, you know? Um, but from the same lens, like he kind of freaked out about it, which well, so I don't here's, really. Here's, here's what happened, right? This is what yeah. I know the story to be. And maybe I can get insight later. I I know that there are two game balls for every basketball game. Okay. And one of the two had already been given to one of the Bucks coaches. So Giannis saw the Indiana Pacers take it back for to give to Oscar Chiwe. And he thought that that was his ball. So he went chasing after it. Yeah. And that's the whole story. Well, but he had like the goofiest run. No, he did. <laughs> yeah, he he was like running like, like you a know that man. clip of Isaiah Stewart having to be held back by the entire Pistons team. That's uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, it yeah. Like he he just he just sprinted down the corner. <laughs> yeah, I was I like I don't think it was ever that after that ball. And like I, I understand it, was... it. Like you made a huge like record within your franchise. But that reaction is a little uncalled for. And him and Tyrese Halliburton had already been going at it all game. If you saw, Giannis had already like unnecessarily nudged uh, and hit Tyrese Halliburton to the game earlier, or to the ground earlier in the game, I'm sorry. And then mm-hmm. they started going at it after the game. And that was just kind of a building storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know like what this situation is going to bring about, like – I don't even know how it concluded, to be honest with you. I just know that it's it's kind of crazy to see, you know, two guys who are well-respected and I feel like well-liked within the league, being Giannis and Tyrese, like having those types of reactions to each other. Uh, some technical difficulties early here, but we're back um, with more Giannis take here. Um Look, so, like, he, he's discussing how, like, he doesn't know if the ball that he got is the game ball. Like, it's kind of all over the place. You know, Rick Carlisle is is saying that one of his assistant coaches got elbowed in the ribs by one of the Bucks players. Like, no, the GM. It all seems like the, G- the GM. The, the GM of the – what? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So, the GM of the Pacers gets – like, the, all of this is just a crazy situation. Um and I don't know, like, what the end of this is going to look like. Um, hopefully it all resolves where, like, you know, there's no fines or suspensions or anything like that. But, like, this is an- another one of those crazy in-season moments for the NBA that, you know. Well, not did they not, sure they, they did they not have a, have a high-pressure, high-intensity game last week for the in-season tournament? They yeah, did, right? I mean, they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I don't could know. be built. It could be you know left over from then. Mm-hmm. Also true. Also true. Maybe right, this let's... is a new rivalry. Maybe this is a new rivalry in the NBA. To be honest with you, I'm here for it. I am too. I am too. I, I think, think more rivalries the better. I love it. I love how in college football there's rivalry week. Yeah. 
You think they're going to have a rivalry week in, in the NBA? Grudge <laughs> match? Sick. Who would you say is the Celtics' number one rival? The Lakers? Historically? I mean, historically, yeah. Yeah. You could also say the Knicks. Uh, I guess. Which, like, I mean, in, nowadays it's the Heat, right? Heat, for sure. We can't have a lot. We can't have a lot of people that hate us. They hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, good one. All right, let's move into football. <laughs> All right, yeah. So let's recap last week for football first if if, if we got um, – Oh, I didn't mark which one of mine were correct and which ones weren't. Oh, I did not do it. All I know is that real time, I then. did not do well last week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it real time then. Let's talk about it. Uh, I can talk about my first pick because I know that this one did not hit. Um, okay. I took the Lions minus three and a half over the Chicago Bears as any sensible person would. And they went out and laid an absolute egg and got beaten by 14. Lions minus three and a half, not hit. <clears throat> I agree. I also took that as my first winner's pick. I they thought that was a four this week. I thought that was a lock. I honestly thought that was a lock. I don't know what happened. Um, I think the Lions are on fraud watch right now, too. I definitely think they are. Um, so, you know, that's interesting, but yeah, we definitely got that one wrong. We definitely got that one wrong. All right, let's move into your second pick. My second pick Texans minus 3.5. They got blown Mm. out by the New York Jets. (laughs) Did CJ Stroud play in this game? He did. He started it and then he got hurt. Right. So that's a rough, uh, bid for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, losing, losing to the Jets is. It's never fun. Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson actually had a Zach played Wilson game. good basketball. Yeah, I was going to say played good basketball. Played he good plays, football. He's playing great hockey. <laughs> throwback corner office yeah. reference. Yeah. He's, he's got some good hockey skills. Um, <laughs> my second pick this week, or last week, was um, Vikings minus three, and they beat the Raiders three to zero in one of the worst games ever televised. Um, yeah, I mean – Lock it in. Take you to the cash counter, baby. That's a hit. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, yeah. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Uh, unfortunately, I think that the Josh Dobbs and Lynn Sanity run is over. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Which that's is too bad. <laughs> because I think we were all enjoying it, especially. It was an awesome week and a half. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. When the astronaut has, the astronaut has now become the astronaut. A-S-S. Trinot. <laughs> yeah, good one. That um, was one of the well, that was one of the best college football duos of all time. The read option of him and Alvin Kamara at Tennessee. Agreed, but I think it's safe to say it's over. I don't think he's starting this week. Um, I think Nick Mullins, Nick baby. Mullins. Yeah, Nick Mullins is getting the nod. So best of luck to him uh, in his first career start. I think in the NFL, but. Uh, it was no, home out last no, time, no, it? no, no, no. He threw for like 3,000 yards what? on the San Francisco Giants when they were atrocious. <laughs> Nick Mullins has had a career. Oh, really? Yeah. The San Francisco Giants? We're just mixing yeah. up everything th- today. Yeah, we really are. I think that I think that Nick Mullins played. <laughs> uh, I better not be he wrong. He played on the 49ers. This. He definitely played on the 49ers. Is this called? I don't want college death. San Francisco Giants. Want... <laughs> Zach Wilson playing NFL basketball. Stats. Yeah. Find his, find his stats. He's not even on pro football reference. No, I, I mean, he definitely 
he definitely played on on that team. I just don't know like when that was. Nick Mullins yep. threw for twenty two hundred got... yards in San Francisco, starting eight games. Wow. Twenty eighteen and in twenty twenty he started eight more games and threw for twenty five hundred yards. Nick Mullins, that's not five thousand yard passing player in the NFL. That's it's a lot better than I was expecting. He has a career interception to touchdown ratio, of, or touchdown to interception ratio rather of twenty seven to twenty three. Ah, so he's got those Jameis Winston numbers. Yep, except he doesn't really pass for touchdowns. He just throws interceptions. All right, so we got Nick Mullins' ball coming up. Moving on. Yeah, your last winner's pick. Uh, It's not a winner's pick because I went 0 for 3 on my (laughs) must-win picks. I took the Colts (laughs) plus 2. The Colts also got blown Uh, out by the Bengals and lost by 20. Pack watch. Pack watch. That's Jake a big Browning ball. I, I faded yours. I faded yeah, you did. And I told you I told Browning you that you were wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, look, I, I have faith in JV. He has a great receiver core. He just needs to put the ball like in the vicinity of Jamar Chase, Tyler Border Board, Tyler Boyd, or T. Higgins, and they're gonna win games. So I mean they really got it done. Um can this team make the playoffs? I don't know. I hope so. I'd love to see a team managed by Jake Browning in the NFL playoffs, but we'll see going forward. Let's go to game of the week, eh? Yeah, let's go to game of the week. Okay. I think uh, we both had Bills Chiefs here. We, yeah, we um, did. I think we both took the Bills. I took the Chiefs. Oh, geez. Suffered now. <laughs> I took the Bills. Um, interesting game. You know, we saw the, the dark side of Patrick Mahomes. Um, after Kadarius Tony clearly lined up offside. Um, and they lose based off of the refs, which isn't something that often happens to the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. And the Bills get a much-needed win to put them at 7-6 and six going into a big week this week against the Cowboys, which we'll get into a little bit later. Um, yeah, the Bills have to win out if they want to have playoff hopes this year. Yep. And, man, that was a really bad pick by you. This was a this was a rough week. For, no, for dude, you, it was it was a bad call by the refs, dude. It's bad call by the refs. <laughs> horrible. Uh, just real horrible. talk, real talk. While watching that game, I wanted neither of those teams to win, but I realized that I just <laughs> I just hate the Chiefs a little bit more. Yeah, me too. And when that penalty was called offsides, I felt instantly bad for Kadarius Tony because um, that's He's a pretty a common year. mistake. He's had a rough year, but at the same time, like, and Travis Kelsey, that was such a sick. Such a sick play. Uh, but again, there is really no excuse for that. So I would love to see the Chiefs um lose the one seed to to the Broncos. I think that'd oh. be awesome. Alex, imagine if the Broncos made the playoffs and the Chiefs lost there, out and the Chiefs and Bills both didn't make the playoffs. That would be if incredible. The, the Broncos, be incredible. The Broncos made the playoffs. Let's ride re- legacy it would, the the playoff picture would be it would be it would be Dolphins, Broncos, um, Jaguars, Jaguars, and Ravens. Ravens, with the Indianapolis Colts, Cincinnati Bengals, and Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card spot. Dude, literally every team in the AFC North could make a playoff spot. 
they all have winning records. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Browns do. The Browns too. How can I yeah, forget the about Browns them? are eight and five. The Browns are eight and five. The Steelers are seven and six. The Bengals are seven and six, and the Ravens the are ten. Only and three. team eliminated from playoff contention in the entire AFC is the New England Patriots. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Marvin Harrison. <laughs> Oh, Maserati let's address these. Ma. Let's address these rumors about Bill Belichick leaving before we. Yeah, there, there, there's no truth to those, in my opinion. That's what I. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think. Right, we'll talk about that more that. on National Tuesday, but okay, it's our favorite time of the week, Alex. It's not game of the week time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> talk to me about this game. This is my only win that I had all week. Yeah, we definitely picked this one right. We yeah, definitely I mean, picked this one right. I mean, God. Two atrocious teams. A game that I didn't watch a single second of. I don't think I anybody actually, watched it. I don't even know the score of this game, to be honest with you. I'm just <laughs> assuming the Saints won. <laughs> Saints won um, 28-6, to six, I think. Ugh. I'll look it up. Well, it was a battering for, for a game that, you know, was Oh, yeah, awful. 28-6, 28-6. Hey, dude. Come on. You know me. I'm looking at my picks saw, for this I week. I saw this and I'm, game and I'm, come up it, on ESPN like one time I'm, you know, I'm while I was watching other games. Week, and it's becoming clear that I did not learn from my mistakes from last week. Why is that? Because I picked most of the same teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm interested to get into our picks here um, for this upcoming week. And hopefully you'll do a little bit better than you did last week. But What um, was your record last week? I was... Four and one. Ah, bastard. That was big yeah. standings. I did well. Uh, it was, I, I lost out on my Lions pick with you, um, but the rest of my picks were right. So, all right, let's move into this week. Right. My first pick. Uh, I'm going to take them again, even though that they, even though they <sighs> gigantically disappointed last week. Uh-huh. I'm taking the Colts at minus one and a half over the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Is JT playing? Doesn't matter. Do- doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. The Steelers don't okay. know who their quarterback is, and they're an absolute train wreck. Who have lost to the Cardinals and Patriots <laughs> in the last two weeks. Okay. Colts minus one and a five, one point five at home. Is it Matt Canada's fault? I mean, he's gone now, so I think we can no. ask that question. Was it his fault at no. Pittsburgh? Or- no. No, they've lost more games than since he left than they did while he was there. I agree. Remember when? Remember when? Um, my favorite, my favorite moment of the Steelers season is like when they were like hugging in the locker room after winning a game, and the kicker cam- comes in and sees Matt Canada hugging a guy and goes, "It's not because of you." Yeah, yeah. Chris <laughs> Boswell walked in and goes, "It's not because of you." <laughs> That's pretty funny. For a um, okay. That fired up. It's crazy. Okay, I I don't love that pick, but you know what? More power to you. I hope the Colts get it done. Minshew Mania is back, big time. Um, my first winner's pick of the week. I'm going to stick with the Cincinnati Bengals at minus three and to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Um, look, I just think this team is a lot better than people are giving them credit for because they don't have like a star QB. But I think this is one of those teams that within the system any quarterback could really be successful if they just put the ball in the right spots. Um, Having the receiver core that Jake Browning does available to him is going to, you know, allow him to be 
to disguise himself as a decent quarterback. So I agree that being that. said, I think that they're going to get it done and beat this Minnesota Vikings team that seemingly has really no direction since Josh Dobbs uh, went from, you know, being a legacy, a legacy QB to uh, to to irrelevant again, which is unfortunate because we like him. Yeah. So my um, next pick is one that might be a little controversial after seeing last week's results with oh the Jets having won by so many and the Dolphins having lost to a team that was so bad in the Tennessee Titans. But I'm still going to take it. I just like the line. I like the fact that it's a game in Miami against a conference opponent, and I don't like where the New York Jets are at right now, even though they have this facade that they're still decent. Uh, give me the Miami Dolphins minus eight and a half. Okay. I mean, they are really good at beating up bad teams. So, like, this is a game that they should win. And why didn't they do it last night or on Monday? Who did they play? The Titans. Oh, yeah. Well, Tyree Kill got hurt, which is, you know, big for them. Because Tua becomes a, a, a regular quarterback when Tyreek isn't in the game. Um, but I honestly don't hate this pick. It's an in-division in rivalry and hopefully – you know, neither of these teams win. It goes to overtime and they get a tie. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Agreed. Um, moving to my second winner's pick of the week. I'm going to take the Denver Broncos at plus 4.5 to beat the Detroit Lions. I, not only do I think they cover the spread, I think they win this game. Um, I'm not wow. confident in this Lions team at all right now. I really don't think that they have any high quality wins. I think that their win against the Chiefs to start the season off was really kind of lucky. Um, and if you look at their game log, they've lost some games to some teams that aren't good. Their defense has been really bad. And this Broncos team has really been trending upward. And I've, I've very much been impressed by them thus far. So I don't think that they've this Lions team has shown me a convincing win over a competitive team yet. And they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. So I think that they're going to make the playoffs at the top of, um, what is it, the NFC East? NFC North. No, the NFC North. Yeah, why does I, why does the NFC – I know what the NFC East is. All right. Um, but, Bad ball. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs at the top of the NFC North, but I do think that this Broncos team who was looking to get wins to get themselves into the playoff picture um, is going to get it done. All right, yeah, no, I actually don't hate that pick. The uh, Lions' off or defense has been absolutely atrocious, and they have yeah. not had the offense to back it up. So I don't hate that pick. I also like Patrick Sertan against Amon Ra on paper. This is a Saturday night primetime game, and it's in Detroit. So you mm -hmm. have to keep that in mind. Very true. Very My true. Saturday night primetime is a, is a pretty funny thing to say. I know. My third and final pick is a Monday night game between the – Philadelphia Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks. And I am taking the Eagles at minus four. I don't really like the way that the Seahawks have looked in the past couple weeks. I know the DK has been good, but I also know that this Eagles team lost a game or are coming off of two very embarrassing losses and are looking to just beat up on an opponent. And I think that that has yeah. to come this week or else their season is has run amok. So the Eagles get back game minus four against the Seattle Seahawks, they're going to go take that division back from the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. I like that pick. I honestly think that the Eagles have been also a bit disappointing. I don't think that there's a team in the NFL right now that is like the dominant favorite to win the, I would agree. the, the Super Bowl. Aside from maybe the 49ers. 49ers? 
Yeah. Who have been consistently the top, but like without guys like Devo Samuel in the lineup, you know, they've been disappointing. So like, I don't, it, they need to stay healthy in order to stay at the top of the division or the, the, the NFL. Um, so like, I, I, I just don't think that there's a team right now that is the dominant favorite. And I think it was the Eagles for a while until they got battered by the Cowboys and battered by the 49ers. So let's see if they can get a bounce back week this week. Um, my last pick is going to be a shocking one to you, I think. All right, hit me. But, but I'm all in on DeVito Ball. Wow. I'm all in. Wow. <laughs> I'm putting okay. all I my don't hate chips. this. I don't hate this pick. I'm putting all my chips on the New York Giants plus six. I think they're going to beat the New Orleans Saints, who haven't been good this year. Um, look, Tommy DeVito is a baller. He's also a ta- like an Italian from Brooklyn, so he's like one of the stereotyped Italians from the Sopranos, you know? Um, you, they do the hand gesture. I know people people know what I'm talking about. I'm doing it right now. Um, Italian. Yeah, it's like it's pretty awesome. It's it's just a great story. He's, and he's, um, he's Tommy Burgess. And he you know, throws he, interceptions as well as touchdown passes. He appeals to the Italian side within me. Cola. And he um, absolutely loves a good piece of much. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm walking in. I'm hey, walking. I'm walking in. See, we can do this because we are Italian. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, um, you know, I love the story. I think that th- this kid is has taken the reins really well. I mean, clearly the team is like, they're they're really rallying behind him which i think is pretty cool um it's not something that i saw coming and danny dimes may be out of a job he may be you know probably not but he may be probably not but he might let's be. not get ahead of ourselves but probably he, he might be but let's be real probably not look they I'm just paid him 100 million dollars but he might be out of a job i'm gonna level with you i've been watching a lot of tommy devito edits <laughs> and i'm just i'm just all over it right now all right, I'm on the DeVito hype train. There's nothing you can do to get me off of it. And I'm taking them to beat the Saints and cover the plus six spread. All right, well, let's move on to game of the week. That's a lot of bad quarterback play that we just named, by the way, with our picks. We got Colts, Bengals, Giants. That's bad quarterback play. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Um, Game of the week, Bills, Cowboys. What we yeah, decided it's on. the it's the obvious pick. We picked the Bills for like what three straight weeks. Uh, Bills have had game of the week for their last three games, but they had a bye week in between. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I will think say it's just because every single game that they have been in has either been a competitive game or one that they have to win. Well, and um, I think that they're just they have a gauntlet schedule as well as the Eagles. The Eagles were in our game of the week for probably three straight weeks. Um, yeah, but the Bills are running to... a gauntlet right now, as are the Cowboys, who were our honorable mention for the game of the week last week. Like they're in that same boat. Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, all have an absolute gauntlet that they're running right now. And, and Bills... on top of that, yeah, sorry, you can you can finish your point there. No, 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 go for it, go for it. No, 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 no. no. And on top of that, there are no other good games really this week. Most of them are pretty. It's dry. a bad week. Uh, this yeah. is. All I right. will say this is the first week to have a game flexed. From Monday night, and that would be the Patriots Chiefs got their game flexed out of Monday night. Thank God. Yeah. Nobody wanted to watch that game on primetime. No. Nobody. God, no. Did you get that? Um, 
So I'm going to move into my pick for this week, and I'm going to say tire reference. I got it. I got it. No one else is going to get it though. So I just moved on. Uh, I think that the winner of this game is the team that plays at home and has the home field advantage. And I think that that's the bills. And I know that the bills played the chiefs last week and then had a bye week before and played the Eagles before. So they're not quite as tight as the Cowboys who just went Eagles, someone bad Eagles again. So the Cowboys are coming off a tough stretch of games. The bills have just had one tough game and I think that they're going to be more rested as well as at home. So give me the bills. I think the Dallas Cowboys are the hottest team in football right now. They've played some really good football. Um, and Dak Prescott has been from a guy that's been like a laughing stock within the NFL to being someone who is considered an MVP candidate this year. And I honestly think that they're going to take that step against the Bills to get another high-quality win um, and pretty much end the Bills season, which is something that I will not be upset about. Look, they have played a gauntlet of a schedule. You're right. I mean, they've played some really good teams. They had to play the Eagles twice. They had to play the 49ers early. Um, And like coming off a win, a huge division rival win against the Eagles. I just don't think that they're going to turn away from this challenge. I think that this defense that they have has been fantastic. Uh, They were fantastic at least last week. They weren't great against the Seahawks. Um, but I just I think that this team has been performing and clicking, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and I think that they get it done. Um, yeah, so let, let me read, read you. Cowboys let me read you their scores from their last uh, seven weeks, dating back to the game against the Rams, October twenty ninth. Yeah, 43, 23, 49, 33, 45, 41, 33 points scored. Yeah, so they they put they put numbers on the board. Um, that they do. And I don't think this Bills defense has performed the way that we expected them to, to be 100% honest with you. Um, I think we expected them to be a lot better, and I think that they haven't performed great thus far. Um, like, they've been they've been probably still a, a top 10 defense in the NFL, but, you know, they've, they've let up. I don't know if they've let up any big points, but, like, again, this Bills team as a whole hasn't been impressive. Um. And this is this screams to me like a game that they're gonna, it's gonna be really close until the end, and they're just gonna lose because they don't have that it factor this year. I could, I could see that, and I think that's a good point that you're making. So I'm, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. I'm gonna take the Cowboys here. All right, don't hate that pick. I actually do. All right, hating you, but fair enough. It's our favorite time of the week, Alex. We're gonna sing the song again. It's not game of the week. So you don't have to ask me twice to sing the song. I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm all over it. That's our little jingle. That we definitely yeah, we all right, this week's Not Game of the Week. Again, yeah, we're on like a 30-game streak of an NFC South matchup in the Not Game of the Week. But this week, it's the second iteration of Falcons-Panthers. Yeah, this is the second time we've had this matchup in Not Game of the Week. The first time, we just basically talked about how no one gives a shit about anything that either of these teams are doing right now besides B. John Robinson. But we're here to watch him, and actually, we're not going to watch this game. No one's going to watch this game. However, we still have it as our not game of the week, which means that it factors towards our win totals. And Alex, talk to me about you who you have winning this game. You got to take the Falcons. The Panthers suck. That's it. Yeah, look, if you've been sticking <laughs> with us the whole way, you know exactly how I feel towards Panthers fans. I don't think there are any. 
I've never met one in my life. I've never even seen a Panther. <laughs> I've never even seen a Carolina. Never been to Carolina. Never been there. I have I a friend from Carolina. He's not a Panthers fan. I've actually been to North Carolina, but you know, ne- like never been there. You know, I don't know. I think I was just in 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 North Florida. <laughs> I think that entire region is Northern Florida. They just have nice. All I've heard about Carolina is that they have nice trees. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. They got good trees. I'm looking Top on the map of America. Trees. I cannot see it. <laughs> I don't see any trees on there. Where right. are the trees? Regardless, uh, I'm taking the Falcons over the Panthers. Battle of the okay. border. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I am also taking the Falcons over the Panthers. I, I expect think, them to be the number one pick in the that. NFL. Hey, you actually had already they, said that. Are All they right. going to draft a quarterback, the Panthers? No. They don't have a pick, too. Oh, I forgot about that. Are the Are the Bears going to pick a quarterback? I think that's a National Tuesday topic. Fine. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there. Alex, again, thank you so much for joining me. As always, it's been National Thursday. This is the Corner Office. I'm Jack Byrne. And I'm Alex Penders. This episode is brought to you by Romeo's Sports Bar and Grill. Conveniently located in Scarborough, Yarmouth, and Topsom, Romeo's Bar and Grill has been a great atmosphere for food, drinks, sports, and family fun since 1989. I've spent many hours inside of Romeo's, and it is my go-to place whenever I need somewhere to watch the big game. My personal favorite item on the menu is the chicken parmesan pizza, but there are plenty of other options like burgers, wings, and appetizers galore. If you are looking for a spot to bring the family, or just a place to relax and enjoy some food, give Romeo's a try. Now back to the action.